Congratulations to Steph Curry. He has now officially surpassed Ray Allen as the number one three-point shooter in NBA history in a very, very impressive margin in comparison to how many seasons it took. Um, Matty Ice, yeah, what is your initial reaction to Steph Curry surpassing I, Ray It was Allen? expected, so that's for sure is what... Really? Uh, I really yeah, I... Really? Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> it is, what was the attempts you said? How many attempts? So, he averages how many attempts? Steph Curry averages career lifetime 8.7 threes per game, and Ray Allen averages five, averaged 5.7 threes per yeah, game. See, so he, no matter what, he was going to be on the track. And now, from this point, I think the, the, the crazy thing to think about is Steph is in his like legit prime right now. Yes. And so you know three, four solid years of this is possible, barring injury. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you go from there, he's going to make this number like impossible to he's, beat. Yes, he, he's going to be the first to hit 3,000, Yeah, which is crazy. And then he still, he's probably going to hit 4,000. Yeah, I... But like so, I, yeah. The John Stockton record that assist that seems pretty impossible. Kareem, you know, we I can you and I were just talking about how LeBron has to average twenty six points for the next three years, uh, eight points for the next three years, right? So yeah. that's that's pretty crazy. Curry, we're gonna have the chance to witness yeah. how much the record is going to be, which that's a blessing in itself. That's not yeah. something. Uh, everyone gets to witness every yeah, day. They got to live through, like when that the date, watched it happen, all that great stuff. Right, and he changed the game. A hundred percent. Curry I has mean, changed the game. He's elevated the game. The pick and roll now goes starts at the logo because yeah. of Steph Curry. Like yeah, because that's just where they shoot from now. It's, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. insane because five six years ago, even with Steph in the league six years ago still was not the norm to just pull up like the reason Trey Young just decides to pull up from the logo. Right. Like you know it's nothing. Like it's nothing. Devin Booker, same thing. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, you know what? That's about enough space. Done. Yeah, and we see it with the Young recently, the last three years. You mentioned Trey Young, rookie draft class yeah. of just without even a second thought. No. Throw that baby up and it goes in. And it's like, not a bad decision no, in their mind. No, no. Like, Especially how much they practice it. I mean, I'd be in the gym just practicing beyond that. Yeah, it's just in those wing areas, just calling it. Yeah, yeah. But, Matty Ice, how close is Curry, if he is, to surpassing LeBron James in legacy? In legacy? In legacy. That uh, is a great question, that right? Is a, that is a great question. So let's start off the episode with that. My name is Mitchell Keith. Matty Ice. And this is Balls Out Podcast. Let's bring the pettiness and intelligence coming at you now. First of all, I want to say shout out to Mr. Ray Allen. Um, remember, ladies and gentlemen, there's no J. Cole without Jay-Z. There's no Ray Allen without Steph Curry. Technically without Del Curry, but we won't get into genetics. <laughs> but just from the game, three-point shooting perspective, um, Kyle Korver, Reggie... Um, wow, Reggie Allen, what the heck? <laughs> Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller yeah, um, yeah. Ray Allen, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry... Uh, Probably top five, my top five greatest three-point yeah. shooters of all time. Kyle Korver, actually, I was uh, I was wondering about him the other day because I was thinking about that Hawks team, which oh, where where Kyle Korver just man the heat sucks. check, yeah, every single time. I, I think you're 
I think you're thinking about the same thing I saw. Yeah, earlier. against the Bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, where, yeah where he 11, made four 12, threes yeah, in a row. 12 points in less than 10 seconds. Crazy. Yeah. But uh, going back to Steph Curry hitting that uh, wonderful three point to break that record. Right. So he's now an all time NBA record holder, and he's going to continue to do this with three pointers. So LeBron James, right? You know, Stephen A. Smith, um, I watch ESPN first take a lot. Matty Ice does not. He's a much smarter person than I am. Um, Stephen A. Smith said, quote unquote, uh, Steph Curry has taken over LeBron as this generation's NBA icon. Matty Ice, what are your thoughts behind that statement? I think... I think that's a fair way to put it because at first there was a lot of like misquotes on it, basically saying that like he was getting overtaken in his goatness, which I thought was a gross overstep of what is happening. I think the generational icons that they are, we are going into Steph's part of it. So it's like a passing of the torch is yes, what you're saying, kind of right? situation. So for sort of example, like, oh, I was going to say like the Jordan to Kobe situation, you know what I'm saying? Like right. that kind of like they did play with each other for like a year or two, but you know what I'm saying? Like, right. And then Kobe, you know, Kobe Shaq, you could argue same mm-hmm. time. I, I know Tim Duncan because of how quiet of a superstar he was. But if you think about it, Kobe and Duncan were the two greatest, most successful of those of that era, right? Yes. So you could argue those two. You had Magic Bird in the 80s. In the 90s, it was just Michael. Yeah, like, that was it. You can't argue against anything else, right? So when Kobe passed the torch to LeBron, because yeah. that's what happened, right? Yes. It's been LeBron since, you know, let's say year... 2010, maybe? Yeah. Uh, 2009? I would say that was officially where it was LeBron's league. Right, right. So, for essentially the last decade, it's been LeBron's league. Yeah. And to do what LeBron's done for a decade to be the face, it makes sense that now that LeBron is older, Curry is now... LeBron's not necessarily passing the torch to Curry. That's the big difference. He's. I feel he's more so taking it at this moment. Yes. Because I, I think the big problem is LeBron... I guess it's not a bad problem to have because you have LeBron just absolutely dominating the league for 10 years, but that means he put a lot of miles on his body very quickly. Right. He, I think he had maybe, because he did seven straight finals. Yes. And then went back to another two. So he really had one actual NBA summer off. Right. Because mm-hmm. you have to understand, when you go to the finals, your year ends at like July and picks up in like August. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have exactly a month. Whereas if you're out before the playoffs, April, and depending on if you know you're not going to make it March, your year is pretty much over. So he's, he has so many extra miles, which is why I feel Steph being injured early on in his career has helped him to where he's going to be very healthy over the next five years. And you make a good point there, Matty Ice, because in the deeper dissection of LeBron and Curry's legacy. In order for Curry to surpass LeBron, because I am saying there's a chance. I I would say it's about 20% chance that Curry uh, could pass LeBron. But then again, that changes if LeBron gets another chip. Yeah. So I'm assuming, I'm I'm banking this on that LeBron doesn't get one. Even if he does get one, I still think 
Curry can surpass his legacy. He's got to get the MVP this year, though. Yeah. So in five years from now, because Curry has three, do you think Curry will have five chips? Or even, dare I say, the same amount of chips as Michael? So six. I don't... I don't see a three-peat, that's for sure. Okay. But I could see him getting two more out of this, this next five years. You, you know? can see two, so two out of the next three years, maybe, yeah. so to get five. Yeah. So if we're talking legacy, five would put him on the same category as Kobe Bryant. Right. But he's still, legacy-wise, not as successful as LeBron if LeBron finishes with no more chips. Yeah, I still think when it comes to legacy, that can't be taken away. Cause like, you can't replace Curry off the Mount Rushmore for LeBron. Yeah. Okay. That's No, no, no. It can't happen. It so, I'd be, in, I'd be interested in having discussion with Warrior fans on this. Because I think there's a lot of them mm-hmm. that would argue that Curry can, in some ways, already has surpassed LeBron because of how much he has beaten him in the finals. Yeah. Is that fair? Do you see, um, from that perspective, is that yeah, fair? Yeah, I could see... From a Warriors fan's perspective of that, like that, that's how they would feel. It's almost as if, well, we beat them, he beat them, you know? I see that too. So, unfortunately... But there's... again, the, the whole like legacy thing is so emotionally driven. <laughs> it, I think this is a good example to explain why it's so emotionally driven. Because it's, it comes down to your fanhood and your bit, like your bias, yeah. you know? yeah. I, because, I agree. Because you I mean fans think with their emotions, Matty Ice? I mean, who would have thought? The audacity. How dare they? What the hell? I've never <laughs> seen a Warrior fan. I, I, I've never seen a Kings fan. That's a, that's a lie. If you look at Kings Twitter right now, we're a mess. But that's oh, a whole different... I can't tell which emotion they're starting with every morning. It's very hilarious <laughs> because it's either really bitter or they're going for the humor route. And then they're just really, really just like angry. Right, right. And... So or there's just three different people in charge at these hours of the day. <laughs> or you're just me and you're just choosing to not give any emotions, yeah. at, which that's a whole different problem in itself. I need therapy for that. <laughs> but so back to Mr. Curry. Um, so legacy wise, I think that if Curry gets, he needs a finals MVP too, because yes, he has zero. I think that's something that you have to put when you come against LeBron with that. Is Steph Curry, yeah, LeBron lost against Steph Curry a couple times, but it wasn't against Steph Curry that he lost to. It was against Draymond Green. Yeah. Yeah, it was against Andre Iguodala. It was against... uh, Andre Iguodala was very integral on the defensive side of that because he locked down LeBron. Yeah, and um, I forgot uh, Clay Thompson. Oh, and there was this other guy you may have heard of. His name's Kevin Durant. Yes. That Curry um, kind of... I don't want to say piggyback because Durant came to him. You know, you could argue one way or the other who piggybacked who, but at the end of the day, Curry's got one without Durant. Yep. So you could look at it from that perspective. People gave Kobe a lot of crap because Kobe got three with Shaq. So when Kobe not only got one, but got two. Without Shaq. Without Shaq, that was... That was the statement. Right. It was like, I don't need someone. And that's where LeBron obviously has won a few finals MVPs. And then all his rings, he had a very dynamic cast with most of them. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. None of them, other than the Heat situation, were repeat opportunities at all. Correct, correct. Especially those Cavs teams, man. With oh. And the injuries that plagued him. You know, LeBron, he, he could have won that finals MVP, the one that uh, um, Andre Iguodala won, arguably, with his stats. Yeah. And he would have been the second player to only do that. Uh, the only other one was Jerry West, Lakers. Um, but I think that finals MVPs matters, as you yes. said. So I'll agree with you on that. And Curry needs another one or two league MVPs. Yeah. And he at least needs two more chips. Yeah. And we can definitely have this conversation of LeBron versus Curry and LeBron. And he's a little or, higher in everybody's top fives. Yes. Top tens. Yes. You know? exactly. And maybe Curry versus Michael. Maybe. I, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen. But if you put those accolades next to him in five years with him maybe still on route for more, right. you, ha you have that danger. Of like, hey, this this man has definitely made himself known. Correct. And and LeBron's aging has been giving an opportunity for the league that I feel is sort of lacking an icon. Right. And Curry's a, generational a great icon. player, basically. Yeah. And Curry is that generational player. Yeah. Matty Ice, I need to correct myself real quick. I said Kobe got three without Shaq. I meant Kobe got two with Shaq, and then Kobe got one with Shaq and the refs. So my oh, fault. Right, need right, to correct right. that. Always um, got to bring it up. Bring I, it up. And I always will. Always will to the day I die. So Curry versus LeBron, you know, we can we can Talk argue. about it all day. We can talk about it all day. But I think we, we have kind of put it to the point where we understand where I think Stephen A. Smith is coming from. He also is a little bit of a... Oh, he's definitely doing this for the headline. Yeah, it's the hot oh, take yeah. mentality he has. Oh, yeah. You know? And so that, I think, is why he states that. But no he, doubt. he gets paid to do that. Yeah. You know he, what I'm saying? Exactly. He, he gets paid to stir the pot, as you will, <laughs> a little bit. As long as I don't have to listen to Kendrick Perkins, uh, I swear. <laughs> Bro, so Max Kellerman, um, he was doing a top five point guards of all time. He had Curry at three, and he had LeBron at number one. So there's there's a lot of things wrong with that. I won't spend too much time on that, but LeBron James, let's put it this way, is a small forward. Yeah. He is not, so you can't put it. Yes, he can play point guard, but it's also a different league where many players played many different spots because it's a lot smaller. You don't have to go down low with it. But it does. I wouldn't put him as a top five point guard because he does not play point guard. Right. He just ends up in the role of point guard while on the court a lot. You know what, Matt? We actually got to respect the credibility of Max Kellerman's basketball knowledge on this. He's getting paid by ESPN. You know, we, he has his own show on ESPN. Who are we to say that he is wrong on such an idiotic statement? <laughs> LeBron James congratulated Steph Curry on breaking the threes at Madison Square Garden. I, I think it's really cool how that worked out. Also, another GOAT, Tom Brady. Congrats. Uh, Under, Arder, Under Armour teammate. I didn't even know Brady I didn't sponsored know. Yeah, Under no Armour. That's that's new. And Ben Stiller congrat, congratulated Steph Curry. Wow. Let's go. I didn't even know Ben Stiller knew what social media was. I'm surprised Adam Sandler hasn't popped on on there yet. I know. <laughs> let's, let's keep the, him coming. The GOAT of streetball. <laughs> so, 
Speaking of celebrities, let's talk about one who's more of a celebrity than a basketball player, Zion Williamson. Yeah, at this point, yeah. In his career. Did you, okay, so you saw the setback, right? I saw the setback, and then the setback after the setback. Yes. And so now he's like getting put on, pump the brakes, kid. Yeah. Sit. So I don't know what this does for the Pelicans franchise, and I just want to say Matty Ice has been spot on about this scenario for over two years now before the they even drafted Zion. Before the draft even happened. Before I was like, he won't he's he has missed an entire season of basketball. When they showed I I think they showed the Pelicans record with Zion and without Zion and it was like eighty seven to like eighty eight and he's been in the league for two years. So he has missed an entire season and been in the year two uh, been in the league two years. He's making Marvin Bagley look good with that. It's the just, amount of percentage he has not played. The you know, someone says well, someone they always say like availability means you're like that's the best thing about being a player. Yeah, is your availability what makes you great? Zion Williamson, you know the weight discussion. It's it's complicated, right? Because it is we, complicated. He's a big he's a bigger guy, right? But at the same time, when when have you and I I don't mean this in any sort of a fat shame. But when have you seen an NBA player over 300 pounds? Never. Ever. Never. I can't, uh, unless I can't you're even... Shaq, which he's but not that's... Shaq. Yeah. Zion, like, I mean, and I know it's an injury with his, it's calf, right? And Yep. Yeah. Which is always a very touchy part of your body because mm-hmm. it takes so long to heal. So go swimming. Go, go do something other than than running to to lose that weight and he got he has to have a better like then yeah so nutritionist but right is like right helping him out because they can't just be letting that man just eat and you saw it right away when he came in the league yeah he was big but his big body was getting pushed around by Mm -hmm. like rudy gobert's and like even some other guys that should not be pushing him around because he was playing soft even though it looked like he was playing hard in college but he's going against boys. Yeah. He's against men now, and he still has a couple years to develop into like the rest of being a man. The man was a boy, now the boy yeah. needs to be a man. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're you're dead right on that, Matty Ice. And you know, like you like you echoed and, and we were talking about this the other day, his corner. Who's who's his people? Yeah. What are they feeding the man? Like, who is his plans out his diet? Like yeah. what is going on with that? Because with the amount of money he's making, projected to make, like someone's got to be telling him in his ear, "Look, man, I know you can't run. I know it, it's, You're limited it's complicated. On your it's yes, but there's got to be other ways to accommodate while you can still stay in shape because you're not going to be one of the greatest, which is what you were projected and what you've been saying you want to be. Yeah. But you're not going to be one of the greatest if you are that out of shape." Come. It doesn't matter how old you are. You got to set that standard. Yeah, that's what separates the goats from good part players. Of his setbacks too is the fact that he is so overweight on what his body can handle. Yes, and because it like weight truly comes down to what your body can handle. Like mm-hmm. Shaq was built, and his body handled it. Mm-hmm. He grew into his body. Yeah, and as he got older, he got a little bit more lazy. But but we're also that was, that's the other thing is we. We are in 2021, which means sports medicine is so above and beyond what it was 
when Shaq played. Yeah. And and Shaq didn't get lazy till after he won two or three titles. To Kobe's perspective, and that was to Kobe's exactly. yeah. perspective of you, expectation. You come into work that Mamba mentality. Exactly. Why are you eating McDonald's before and after practice? Yeah, that, that's the point we're trying to make here. Exactly, and it's I think it's funny that now Pelicans will have drafted two bigs, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, and Zion, Zion, and they will mismanaged Anthony Davis. And they're not doing much to manage Zion either because doesn't that come down to the front office being like, hey, like, there's some extra steps you need to take in order to make sure you're getting help. You can't... Drew <sighs> Holiday, who do you win a chip with? Uh, Giannis or Anthony Davis? Yeah, it's... You know, I... The Greek freak sets the standard right now of what a true big and how a true big should play. And, but look so, at how hard he worked. It, no excuses. Same mentality. Every single day. And he's another really big dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what he weighs, but let me tell you, when he got hurt, I remember seeing videos of him running around Philly in the snow, getting back in shape. Trusting, Crazy man. Yeah, the whole trust the process thing Yeah, made sense with Embiid. Yeah, good. He, he embraced it. Yeah. He made it a part of him. Zion, you know, we, we can talk about Zion Williamson... And Anthony Davis as two Pelican bigs with expectations that didn't meet what... And Anthony Davis, it's a whole different situation. Yeah, because, I mean, he's just not... He's not having a good year. That's no. That's for sure. But but then that goes to show you that's the other thing is, was his good year actually his good year or because he was with LeBron? Isn't he supposed to be a top five NBA player right now, the Lakers? Supposedly. Anthony Davis? Supposedly. Like, isn't he supposed to be? So, because he needs to be the lead head of that three-headed monster of Westbrook and LeBron. Yeah. Right? And it's still LeBron. So, where is Anthony Davis? Why Why is he kind of staying in the shadows? He's and, just, be, like, remaining irre- irrelevant at this point. Yeah, I agree, Matty Ice. It's been a really out-of-pocket season for Anthony Davis for what we expect of him um, and for what... He is supposed to be. He's supposed to be a top 75 player of all time, which it should be clay over him. A hundred percent. Like, I, I think we both agree that's the one you should swap out. Yeah. If you there could, were to... There's a few others, but yeah. that one for sure, you could whoop, yeah, easily. Definitely. That, that man has a couple rings and, and a, an MVP to earn before he gets in my top 75. For, same, same. But, uh, so I mean, how's he I, doing this season, Well, that's Matty the Ice? thing. So top, top five, right? He's supposed to be top five player in the league right now? Right. He's not even in the top five of rebounds. Okay. So, I think he averages 10 point... 10.2. So, he is 10th in the league. Double-double action, but still yeah. 10th. Yeah, 10th. Because he okay. averages 24 points a game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then 10 rebounds. Yeah. But it's... I mean, you have Gobert, Jokic, Capella, Valanchunas, which is having a crazy year Yep. No in one New notices it because he's on the Pelicans. Which sucks because, man... He has done some really good damage this year. He's got a great three-point shot. Trade, he's got, trade, for no he's got trade value. That, <laughs> he let does. me tell you. Yes, he does. Him yeah. and In- If they trade Valanchunas and Ingram in a package deal, some team's going to be really lucky. Yeah, to get they can both. get some draft picks. Yeah, easy, yeah, yeah. easy get some draft picks. Mm-hmm. Actually, let's talk about that for a second. With, yeah, with, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about that. So with the trades, do you, with the Lakers obviously needing to make some moves... 
I feel like they need to make small moves. Agreed. Because I don't think you want to pull these pieces out yet before a playoff run to see how they truly play as a cohesive unit. Do you think the Lakers should trade for Bagley and Buddy Heald? No. Okay. Because Buddy will give him the three-point presence that he needs. LeBron would probably make him a better player. Yeah. And then Marvin Bagley would thrive. I, I just know he would because, damn it, he's he, he would yeah. uh, in L.A. And play to his potential. Um, but at least I, he's no longer causing a problem in your locker room. And so, I mean, I'd rather watch a player do well. There's a whole lot of other things that's a problem in our <laughs> locker room besides Marvin Bagley. Uh, uh, but but anywho. So, so uh, sticking with the Kings, um, De'Aaron Fox then, could that be a possible trade destination for the Lakers? Or Because there's a lot of rumors of De'Aaron. He hasn't elevated his game. He's supposed to be playing how Jaw's playing right now. Yeah, but he's, he's not close. He, this is a plateau year for him. For sure. Because... I, Last year was a really big jump, and then I feel like this year he came out exactly how he was. He he bulked up, and apparently that messed up his shot. Yeah. So, great. You know, I think that would be an interesting take, because you could have him run point, point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even have Westbrook at shooting guard, and, and less running through West right. would help. Right. It Just the problem is... Who do the? That's the big problem. Who do the Traker, the Trakers, who do the, tra- the Lakers trade? Um, <laughs> the losers, the <laughs> lackluster Lakers. Oh. Um, so, because Ben Simmons is also a talk. There have been talks of Ben Simmons for De'Aaron Fox. Yes. Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard. Ben Simmons Even for CJ McCollum and I, for both. Because Dame is off the table. Like yes. I think, I think Portland has said it clear enough throughout the year, unless there's. Them trying to protect some sort of, uh, what's it called? Tampering or whatever. Tampering, yeah. yeah. They, they don't the want to... The made-up rule that somehow is always impossible to follow. They don't want to lose a second-round draft pick for having a, an illegal, off-the-chart conversation. Yeah, but I think CJ McCollum is actually a pretty good trade. It gets Ben Simmons out of there. 76ers need to make a move. They yes, they do. They need to make a move and get rid of... Of Ben Simmons because yeah. it's not helping the him and it's not helping them. Nope, he Ben Simmons losing money. Uh, Sixers are kind of starting to play better, and Bead being out had a lot to do with that. But they again, they need a trade. Yeah. Same for Boston. Boston could use a trade. That that team is kind of it's around a five hundred record. Uh, the Knicks is another team as we're watching the Warriors versus Knicks right now. Um, a very interesting team. I think the Knicks need another big. So, Kemba Walker. What? So, what if the Knicks trade Kemba and I don't know somebody else for Ingram and Jonas? That's actually that would be a really smart trade. So you got Julius Ram Randall and Jonas. Valanciunas Ch- in the bottom. Oh man, and Valanciunas can. Bank it from three, yeah. very well this season. He so. can't. And then you got Ingram, like as your oh, small forward. Yeah, so that I, would help. That would actually be. Really, we should call him up, let him know. I I think that's a great trick because 
you get rid of that Kemba Walker contract yeah. if you're the Knicks, and now he's not even in the rotation. What the hell is going on there? Yeah. And then you could that would elevate the squad. Does you he, may have to get rid does of he Noel. Suit up? I I didn't see. Did he suit up today, or is he just? No, he's just, he's not in the rotation. He's not suited up either. Jeez. He's he's just there. He's Kawhi right now. He's John Wall, actually. He's that's John a more Wall. yeah. Accurate, which John Wall? Don't that's even... a name we. we where the hell is what, Rockets are playing well now? Should they play John Wall? I think they need to trade John Wall if the team is excelling without this quickly him? without him. Yeah. You can get more trade assets, first round, maybe second round. The problem is John Wall gets paid over forty million these next that's two a years. Lot to take on, that's yeah, a lot to take on for an underachieving point guard. Well, then you I guess you got to find a team that's going to. Be willing to take on the cost. Mm-hmm. And who would be willing to take on the cost of John Wall? Would it be someone like a Minnesota Timberwolves, let's say, who could possibly trade Carl Anthony Towns for maybe John Wall? And John what? Wall can be that push for maybe the Dallas. Wolves. With Dallas. Porzingis Dallas. and some, some money. What about Porzingis for... Carl Anthony Towns. Mm, yeah, Cat's another one that needs to float. But is Luca and Cat, is that going to work with Luca's attitude and Cat's kind of laid back persona on the court? I don't know. That would be interesting, but I guess we'd have to see them play together to. Man, I'm glad you guys got to really take notice of our ADHD. I hope you were able to keep up with our uh, our crazy our trade crazy trade. Like, like that wasn't even practice, man. We just went shoo shoo shoo. How it just crossed pattern in our brain like I that. I just feel like trades are just so. There's so many opportunities that I feel like organizations don't take. Yeah, or they're too scared. Maybe because the fan base could be a big reason why. Um, yeah, but unless you're a Philly fan base, New York fan base, Laker fan base. I think Damian Lillard, his love for Portland is what, and his loyalty, it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. Because if he was more like James Harden, where it's like, I don't want to do this anymore, play me, Portland yeah. starts from scratch. Like that just, because right now you're just in a tough position of, uh, do we try to elevate this team? Do we commit to that? Well, that's why I feel like the Ben Simmons, CJ McCollum trade that I, it's just such a perfect storm for both of them. Because yeah. it gives both of them their needs and then also shows effort on Portland trying to put up their team into contention. And for those wondering out there, the trade deadline is February 10th. Uh, that falls on a Thursday. Uh, last year, I got to watch the trade deadline special on ESPN. I will shout them out for that because that was really entertaining. It's more of the the Woj bombs because uh, he's one of the best in the business, man. Shout out to Woj. He's always on top with that basketball knowledge. So um, it's going to be really exciting. I think there's going to be a lot of buyers and a lot of sellers in this, more than we've recently seen. And what is that? How many games out is that? That's another 15, 20 games for teams? Yeah, yeah. Because um, what are we? We're midway through December? So less yes. than two months. So yeah, so about 20, 20 games. I see not a lot of trades happening until January. And there, there, there's going to be one trade that's just going to set off um, a domino them, yeah. effect. It's yeah, it'll be a big one, you know, like 
Philly finally gets rid of Ben Simmons to someone, yeah, and then everybody will start making their moves. Everything that they had in their pockets, they're right? Like, All right, making phone calls, boom, 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 and, calling organizations, and that could be kind of the hesitation right now. A lot of people may be waiting to see who does what, how, what team, because right does now their team progress into a better direction, or mm-hmm. like because you obviously the the NBA season is a little bit longer uh, of a season, no, maybe not for most sports, but. <laughs> compared to baseball, it, yeah, <laughs> it, or hockey. you can't compare that anything to baseball. Oh though. my goodness, that's a, that's a stretch. But basketball, in the sense of that, it's it takes a lot of time for teams to gain momentum. Sometimes, yes, yeah, and we and we've seen teams like LeBron teams take their time to get ready. Just staying at five hundred mark as they are, it's kind of just. You know, it's LA. The spotlight's on them, intensified. And then, and then Christmas and New Year's hit. Boom! That team is on its way. All of a sudden, they're on a 20, 20 and four record from that point. Exactly. Well, so we'll see what happens. Speaking of Christmas, uh, check out our next upcoming episode. It's our Christmas special. We're gonna break down the five games. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Mitchell Keith. Matty Ice. And this has been the Balls Out podcast. Talk to you, petty asses, later.